Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Vernon Oaks on Everything Co-op. And welcome this morning to our show. I'm in Ithaca, New York, and I've had the pleasure of going into the Green Star Grocery Cooperative. And this morning we have Joe Romano on the line with us from Green Star. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm fine. It's a little warm up here, but you know. It is. It is. I'm in a cool place right now. But listen, let's let's get right into it because I'm very excited about your store. I'm on your webpage. It says Green Star means delicious. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I love it. How many uh, stores do you guys have? Well, we have two and uh, two and a half. <laughs> we have one about two and a half. Well, we have one that we're going to open in August, August 17th. So uh, we're we're almost there. I feel like I feel like that store is there because I'm in it so often, and uh, you know it's not open to the public, obviously, but that's why I said two and a half. So you have two and one in the kitchen, okay? <laughs> one cooking. Here we go. Yes. Okay. We also have a um, community space called the Space that we operate as well, and that that um, holds 250 people, and we do a lot of community events in there and that kind of stuff. Oh, we'll come back to that. I didn't know about that one. How many customers? Wow. So we have um, we have or uh, members or oh sure well well members we're 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 just coming up to twelve thousand members. Twelve thousand. Yeah, we're in wow. a community of twenty nine thousand people. Ithaca is twenty nine thousand people. Yeah. And uh, not quite half, but almost half, forty percent or so are members. Yeah, yeah, thirty thirty or so somewhere around there. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, we're, we're, we're trying to get more people to join us every day because you know we believe in the cooperative mission. We think it's a we think it's a great tool for every community to have in their toolbox. The co-op model, mission and toolbox. Okay, but what kind of co-op are you? Well, um, we are a consumer co-op. Do you mind explaining to the audience? I I try to do it every oh, every sure, week. Sure. Okay. Well. We are a consumer co-op, but we're also owned by our workers in, because they are they are members too. So, um, but but it is a um, it, a consumer co-op is owned by the people who shop there and become members of of the co-op. So we offer um, a low membership fee. Um, it's actually only nine dollars a year. Nine dollars, okay. Yes. Okay. And uh, one dollar one dollar administration fee if you pay yearly. So it comes out. To ten dollars, but we have other payment plans, and you know, if uh, low income plan is four dollars a year, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, we try to make it accessible to to everybody in our community because um, you know, healthy food is is really important. It it impacts just about every issue of of our day, and uh, everything you know, everything that's happening in the news is also somehow 
in my belief anyway, connected to whether or not people are, are, have access to good food and, 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 and other things like that. Well, I'm hoping we'll have time to get there and into your space, but I totally believe that too. And it's sometimes it's hard to connect the dots between a shooting in, and it seems like in almost anywhere now, and healthy foods or or something else, particular education. If, if, if a person, if a student can study or not, if exactly. they've got, uh, they go. say, we cook from scratch. We cook from scratch using local, organic, and all natural ingredients. Okay, I like that. Yes, uh, well, we do, and we and the, and, the, and the key is, you know, sometimes that can be seen as something that isn't accessible to everyone because of price. And we work, really, that is just about our number one mission right now, is to make sure that we have ways for people to access this. So we have a flower program, for example. Uh, fresh what kind local, of program? It's called Flower, Fresh, Local, okay. Organic, Within Everyone's Reach. And so if you are on any kind of assistance at all, government assistance or lunch program or anything like that, then you qualify for 15% off and a free first-year membership which has really benefited, you know, hundreds and hundreds of families in our community, uh, people who never saw a way that they could shop at the co-op and get healthy food. We're also in the schools. We, we are sponsoring a program this year called Food is Elementary, where the students are taught in the classroom by their teachers about healthy food. And when I went in to see their presentation at the end of the year, they had literally had tried and sampled and knew about I mean, even the scientific groups that they came from and everything, but they knew about foods that I had never even tried. They had tried. So, <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing program. The kids were excited about food. They went from saying in the beginning of the year that their favorite food was candy bars to their favorite food was cauliflower and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it's – oh, I think you're making, you're making it up, Joe. <laughs> I am not making <laughs> I am not. Actually, there's an article about it on our website you can read in our, in our newsletter. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, so from just, candy bars to cauliflower to yeah. from yeah. candy bars to broccoli, spinach. Oh my goodness! And you know, if you wanted to connect the dots to say, you know, um, crime and issues in the streets, uh, one this is a, actually also a scientific study. Uh, this this program, and um, so they're showing that uh, not only is, is our habits changing in terms of what kids are eating, but it's also changing the habits in terms of classroom behavior, and that's huge because there aren't disruptions in the classroom. The kids are learning, and as you know, you know, you you learn in school, you do well in school, you go on to better jobs, and you don't have the kind of issues of of income and and access to to things that that cause a lot of the friction in our society today. So you're saying if you eat better, um, organic, grown foods, then your classroom behavior is better. Yeah, well, just you know, let's just even stick to the idea of just just a, a, a vegetable, getting more vegetables into kids and less sugar, and um, you know, just on on that basis alone. Um, and they, of course, you know, I'm a proponent of organic foods and and, and natural uh, our our mission. When we opened the store, it was to provide food in as natural a state as possible. So that is at the top of our mission. But, you know, we're, we want to do whatever we can do in the real world to, to make the most change and, and be the most effective. They're definitely learning about the difference between organic and natural, and they understand the impact it has on the soil. I mean, these are first-grade kids. 
and they were talking to me about how, you know, organic growing protects the soil and how important the soil is because that's where all our food comes from and how important the air is because the plants need it and we need to eat. You know, if, if you can get this into kids in the first grade, not only do they learn about taking care of themselves and their bodies, but about the planet and society. It's, it's, it's wide-ranging, and it's huge. It's a huge impact. I was in a meeting this summer um, in Kentucky, and it was Appalachia educators. And sometimes uh, this one group, I think it was out of Alabama, they had a greenhouse they brought in to the high school. It didn't even reach down to it. They were reaching down to middle school and trying to go down, but getting the high school students to go out and plant and be able to have the conversation you just talked with the first graders with made tremendous impact on their education and grades. It was overwhelming, and they'd made a whole curriculum out of it. I tried to put into their curriculum co-op that wasn't a part of it, but it would get them to know how to run that business on top of it, uh, planting the food. So it's great. Oh, buddy, I didn't expect us to go down this road but and to get to education so quickly, but that is one of the things I've taught for 12 years, and getting kids turned on early on is always exciting. So congratulations. We underestimate our kids wildly. You know, what, what, the, what the teachers are reporting is that the parents are coming in and asking for help, keeping up with what their kids want now because they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to shop for these foods. They don't know how to prepare them. So when a kid comes home and he says, I want purple, I want purple cauliflower because it has more vitamins. The more color, the more <laughs> And, you know, they're coming in saying, so where do I get this? How do I prepare it? I don't even know. So it's really pushing the, the families into, you know, providing things that they weren't really you know, just stuff that wasn't on their radar. It's, like, it's, uh, it's really gratifying to see and hear. <laughs> Uh, I, I hear the passion in your voice, sir. I hear the passion. How long have you been with Green Star? I, I've been here for 16 years. I've okay. been here, yes, for 16 years. This is uh, this has been a great a great part of my life. Very proud of it. I, you know, I get I get choked up at this part of the conversation every time. I do store tours, and every time I get choked up on this part. But you know, I can go home and. I can look my daughter in the eye and say, you know, I'm doing the job. You know, I'm not, I'm not beating the world, but I'm doing the job that's contributing to our society, and I'm doing the job that I, I really believe is is making our world a better place. You know, and uh, and that feels great. That feels great. It really does. Um, so for all the hard work we do here, and we do work pretty hard at co-ops to to do all the things and balance all the things we do. You know, we have to operate in the real world. And, you know, we have to we have to compete with businesses that don't operate like us. And, um, you know, so it's hard work, but it, it's very gratifying at the end of the day. Well, Chuck Snyder from the, the president of National Co-op Bank said that co-ops are nothing but people helping people. Right. And that's what you've just that's what you've just said. And uh, uh, we've had this show now uh, a little over two and a half years. October will be three years. We were only going to do it for a month, Joe. <laughs> but everybody that has been on this show choke up <laughs> when I ask them, "Do you love what you do?" Or I, I'll say, "Do you like?" And they go, "To I love it. I love what I do." Uh, because it is helping people, and it's nothing more gratifying, uh, particularly a one-year-old. I mean, a first grader, man. Hey. Man, I know. You got 12,000 members. Uh, yeah. The first principle talks about volunteer and open membership, that it doesn't make any difference about politics, gender, race, age. It's just open to everybody. Is that the way you all operate it? 
yes, it is. And, you know, see, that that's kind of the funny part because I think, you know, they haven't been doing it so much anymore, but it was for years that, you know, um, co-op would be part of a late-night comedy punchline, you know what I mean? Or, you know, uh, we worked at the co-op, and I guess it already meant that, that, that we were hippies or liberal or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, make a, I make a strong point to reach out to, you know, conservative groups in our area, which there are quite a few of. You know, we re- we reach out to religious groups. We reach out to everybody because this is not a, a liberal idea. Uh, I think a lot of people try to pigeonhole us in that way. But throughout the country, and I'm sure you know this, and uh, many of our listeners will too, that, um, you know, you have conservative governors now that are turning their power companies into co-ops because the power company left town. And the one way they can do this is to turn it into a co-op and make it a community, you know, make the community uh, own the, the power system and so on. So, you know, this is something that more and more people of, of all political stripes are starting to get the idea is, again, a, a tool in the toolbox. There's, there's times when you want to have a privately owned business. There's times when you want to have all kinds of things. But, you know, there's a lot of good uses for the co-op model. And we got to stop yeah, there and take our first break, buddy. Okay, sure. Thank you, Joe, so very much. I'm learning a lot, and I'm appreciating this. We'll be right back. Don't touch your dial. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oates talking to you about cooperatives. This is Everything Co-op. Our webpage is relatively new. It's everything.coop. You could go on and get past uh, shows. Uh, you could also sign up to get announcements of who's going to be on the next show. You can just go on www.everything.coop. And today we're having a wonderful conversation with Joe Romano from Ithaca, New York, the Green Star Grocery Cooperative. They have uh, 12,000 members in a community of only 29,000. We didn't get the sales yet, but they had first graders learning how to grow organic foods and talk about it. And they went from wanting sugar, candy, to cauliflower as their favorite food. Joe, welcome back, sir. Hi. How many customers? Okay, no, what's your sales? Oh, well, uh, we are also coming up on $20 million a year. This is a co-op that started in somebody's basement in 1971. A group of people just decided they wanted to try and get some natural foods and really kind of started as a buying club. And a group of grown. hippies? There were a lot of communes around here at the time, so yes. But uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the signatories, though, uh, include you know now uh, someone who has since become mayor of the city, someone else who has been uh, the city attorney. So, you know, the hippies did well for themselves <laughs> okay. and, and continue to contribute to our community. That, that's one of the great things about our community. We have so many active people and so many uh, community-minded people that we really can get a lot done here. $20 million. So the next principle is democratic member control. How does that work in a consumer cooperative where the workers are also members? Well, it um, it works just like democracy. Um, we we, we don't get to do much around here without the members um, telling us to, frankly. So, you know, if we want to change any of our policies, we have um, pretty clear product line standards. And, uh, you know, if any of those change, it has to go through the membership. Uh, 
there was a big talk about whether or not we should have meat a while back, and um, the members voted for it. And so we do. We have had meat for years now, and uh, have a great meat program going. But you know, it's that kind of thing. We just, in fact, uh, elected a new uh, president two nights ago. So, huh? Some some co-ops, grocery co-ops, particularly, they had uh, members in sort of like two different voting patterns or something. The the workers voted on some things, and the consumers voted on other things. Huh. Do you have that, or is it just everybody is a consumer member and everybody has one vote? One, yep. Everybody don't have a complication. Everybody into the pool. One member, one vote. That's 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 exactly how it is. And uh, well, you like the, you like the T-shirt I'm wearing. It says one member one vote dot org. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's an organization. I don't know if you know about them. One member one vote dot org. You can look no. it on the web page. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a it's, it's a. Uh, Worker cooperatives, uh, particularly trying to get folks like my age, baby boomers, that perhaps are have a company and they're getting ready to, to sell it or, t- or oh, they're trying yeah. to figure out what to do with it. And so this group is helping these companies, these owners, and the employees so the employees could buy the company as a cooperative. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a great a initiative. Guy in, a guy in Chicago uh, is very big on the manufacturing side. Dan Sweeney of trying to get, uh, he said there's so many manufacturing jobs that go vacant every year because they don't have people with the skill sets to, to fill these manufacturing jobs. So there, there's a lot of work going on in that area also of, of worker cooperatives. But back to your Democratic member control, you've one member, one vote. You have policies that talk about in your bylaws that you have to buy so much of your products from local growers. Yeah, well, we have a lot of things that are beneficial to local growers. Uh, You know, let me just start before I forget it, talking about, you know, a program we have where, for example, we will help a um, a farmer uh, extend the growing season. It's pretty cold up here. We have a pretty short summer. Mm -hmm. And so we'll um, we'll lend a grower money to build, say, a hoop house or or whatever, and um, they'll pay us back in produce, and it works really well for them and for us because it extends the growing season for both of us. They can make more money, we get more products for our members, so that works really well. The other thing is we have a lot of policies around it. We give advantageous pricing to local vendors, uh, so we pay them more for their products. We also take less of a margin on the shelves so we can give them a better price on our shelves. We also give them product placement, um, you know, the, the placement in the aisles on the shelves. Uh, a lot of people don't know that you know, conventional grocery stores often sell eye-level um, shell, uh, spots or end cap spots in their stores to companies. So you'll see a big company with a big thing of soda, say, when you come in or something like that. They probably bought that spot in the grocery store. We not only don't we sell those spots, we give them to our local suppliers so that they will have that, you know, best opportunity to sell their products. We really try to. And too often in the local store, I've noticed you had the sodas and the high sugar content cereals and stuff on those eye level or end caps. Right. So not only don't we necessarily want to give your kid. (laughs) Not only don't we sell conventional sugar, but yeah. It, it wouldn't get any placement, and you know, no products like get placement other than local products. Good. Okay. So it gives it gives people a, 
a, a big help. We also have kind of a bit of a startup. We we help startups. We um, part of this community space was we use it as administrative offices. We have a huge warehouse and then a community space and a, and a commissary kitchen, all in this very large building. But um, we have cooler space and warehouse space that we also rent very inexpensively to uh, businesses in the area. So uh, you know you may have heard of a, a business called Emmy's Organics. They make uh, they make these great raw treats, coconut stuff, and they're, they're really good. They, they're, their store is right across the street from us. But when they were starting up, they didn't really have any place to store their their uh, products that they were making when they weren't in the kitchens that they were renting. So uh, we rented them some space, and we do this for a lot of groups and and um, soup kitchens and all kinds of things. This is a great just way to help local businesses get a start too. So your commissary kitchen is for local groups like kitchen. No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't. Want, I want to be clear about that. Our, our commissary kitchen. Okay. We centralize all of our kitchens for our stores into one, into one kitchen. Uh-huh. We don't have a kitchen. Unfortunately, we tried to, we tried to get a um, a community kitchen project off the ground, but the rest of the community, you know, let's put it this way, we didn't. It didn't happen. But. Okay. Um, and you know it takes an off. Uh, if you've ever heard stories about trying to put together a community kitchen, there's a lot that goes into that, and they are very difficult. Even in the communities that need them the most, they're pretty hard to get off the ground. Democratic member control. After that is member economic participation. You you've already talked about nine dollars to annual with one dollar administration, so the fee is ten dollars. But this member economic participation goes way both ways. You get you pay to get in, and then if you have dividends or specials for members, what 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 do you do there in terms of economics for for the uh, members? Well, we're working with that one, and this is an evolving situation at our co-op. So we started off with um, a discount structure, where or actually we called it a discount structure so as not to put off the public who are not members. So we started off as a just uh, you had to be a member back in 1971. You had to be a member to join. And then we evolved into um, being open to non-members. But we thought mm-hmm. that <clears throat> members should have a benefit there. So what we did was we put the prices, we, we, we moved all the prices up a little bit, and then we gave all our members a 2% discount so that there would be an, a, a, an economic advantage to being a member. Now we're moving toward the um, patronage dividend model, or trying to, and uh, our members okay. uh, are yet to be convinced. They, uh, you know, the immediate discount is hard to convince people. There are a lot of benefits to co-op uh, to work in the patronage dividend model. Federal, the IRS, in fact, has given, you know, pretty good uh, tax breaks to co-ops. Uh, on the money that they're holding in equity. And that's something that, you know, if you don't have a patronage dividend uh, program that you're not really able to take advantage of. So we're trying to move toward that and our members, uh, we're having a dialogue with the members, but as as we say in um, principle two, democratic member control, it is up to the members how this co-op operates. So we're having the conversation back and forth and uh, I think we're on the way to patronage dividend. Well, I tell you, um Member economic participation, you get in, you put in $9, $10 a year. Yeah. You get a 2% discount. I've shopped there twice now, Joe, and both times they asked me whether I'm a member so I could get my 2%. I told them no. 
I told him he could give it to me anyway, but that got a smile. <laughs> well, you could have told him you were a member of another co-op, and we would have given it to you. We extend well, that. I do, I do live in a co-op. But listen, we got to take our second break. Okay, sure. <laughs> the time goes by fast when you're having fun, and we'll come back and go through the rest of these principles. We'll be right back. Great. 1450 W.O.L. Tom Shorter in the morning and Reverend Al Sharpton, 1 to 4 on 1450 W.O.L. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks on Everything Cooperative. We've got Joe Romano on the uh, line with us from Ithaca, New York, uh, the Green Star Grocery Cooperative. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was just dancing along your theme music. What were you saying? Oh. <laughs> well, I want to go to autonomy and independence next, the fourth principle of cooperatives. Oh, sure. Uh, how, how do you guys work that way? Do you have banks or governments or anybody telling you how you got to operate, or is it total democratic member control? Oh, it is to- total democratic member <laughs> control. We don't, you know, I mean, we have to abide by the laws of the of the. Uh, community and we have to you know uh, act like citizens of the earth but uh, other than that yes we're we're an independent uh we're an independent operation here we we are co- we are uh, connected with uh, uh, other co-ops and we'll talk about that i guess later when we get to the sixth mm-hmm. uh, principle but um yeah no we we're even uh, trying to get independent from some of the um dirty energy maybe that we're all using we just um we just started our solar farm this year Oh, yeah. We have we have a solar array out in Danby, New York, that powers about uh, I think right now forty percent of our operation. So um, we're we're going to keep building on that. Uh, we got a good deal on some land from one of our members, and uh, we're 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 just uh, on track to to keep building that array on our solar farm. It's great. It's a you know how many megawatts you got? Let me see. You could go to www.greenstar.coop and watch as a live there's a live feed right on there, um, as well as video. There's a flyover of the of the thing. I don't know how much we've generated right now. I don't know that number, but it's but it's up there. It's it's doing it's doing pretty well. Uh, you know, we're not in the sunniest town. There's a local musician who wrote a song. I live where it's gray, but we still get a lot of power out of that thing. So uh, okay, <laughs> that was a surprise to us. But yeah, we we we're we're um, we are independent, and that way we get to you know make our own decisions and operate in a way that we have other community businesses coming to us saying, you know, so you do that. How's that work for you? You know, I see you guys have. You say you have um, you know, full spectrum lighting. Isn't that expensive? And uh, you know, we hear that you use post consumer recycling. Isn't that expensive? And we hear that you know you you buy your uh, you pay extra for for um, you know we used to pay extra for wind power or you're building this thing. How do how do you operate your business and still do all that stuff? And well, we we tell them how we do it because you know it, it, whether they're cooperative or not, they can they can learn from us. <laughs> But what you're really talking about uh, and it's, it's the seven cooperative principle, and that is concern for community. Yeah. And and you are demonstrating that with, with all of these programs you're talking about of how to get energy that does not affect the planet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's great. 
Well, we just hit my favorite one, and that's the fifth principle, education, training, and information. Do you educate your customers, your employees, the community? Well, you just said you did for a lot of these things you're doing, but tell me some of the programs you've got going there. Well, last night, unfortunately, some people got shut out. We had a large waiting list for the lacto-fermentation class, um, lacto-fermentation 101. We we have a, a freestanding education building that we got as part of the – purchase of the of the warehouse slash community space and so we have um, an education program that operates out of there we have you know have a lot of education in the store about um, how to shop for less and you know how to cook grains and beans and all that kind of stuff but we have a formal classroom we have cooking classes we have all kinds of education even things like um, you know uh, burial that is not as harmful to the earth and they have everything, even, you know, things that have to do with pets, we, we educate. But one of my favorite things about education that I'm very excited about is our new store. <laughs> because uh, we've been wanting to get up into College Town for a long time. And our new store is right there for the students. And they can see, you know, we get a lot of people. Uh, we have Cornell University. And we have Ithaca College. We have uh, Wells Colleges nearby. We have, a lot of, um, we, we have a lot of colleges in the area. And people come here from all over the world. And, um, you know, I think if we can offer them a, a different model than, you know, driving out to the outskirts or out of town to a mall where there's a supermarket and, you know, conventional supermarket that with conventional products, uh, if we can be kind of right there in their faces with a different model where they can walk to the store, buy uh, local products, um, not get in their car, et cetera, this is something that we can kind of, <laughs> you know, as part of their education, when they come here, they they'll learn a, a different model for how that they can bring back to their community. So that's uh, that's very exciting for us as well. Well, I, it's very exciting. I was excited about this lactose fermentation thing because I'm African American, and it seems like lactose intolerance is big in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So learning about that, I need to learn more and more about it. Okay. Well, the fermentation does, you know, as you probably know, makes it easier to digest. So that, 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 that does help. doesn't help everybody, well, but it edu- helps some people, <laughs> depending on your level okay. of, of intolerance. But you know. So you're doing a lot in education. What about in, in terms of education for your employee consumers oh, sure. on the whole governance model, the governance model of co-ops and how it functions? Because what I do, Joe, in a day, uh, my, my money-making job is to – manage apartments, co-ops, and condos. So uh-huh. I'm managing buildings, and I have found in co-ops and condos, they they function and they're successful if they have knowledge and, in, and integrity. Right. And if they don't have knowledge and integrity, both from governance and management, then they are likely to not succeed. Uh, and the ones that I have seen fail, most, it's because they don't have integrity. They're not doing things according to their bylaws, or they'll try to give somebody a break, their family or friends, or sure, they'll sure. do something that that causes eventually. It's amazing how fast that spirals downhill, too, as people see it. So how, how do you train your employees and your consumers about the governance model and how to be sure. active and effective? So we have all kinds of we have all kinds of things, and, and our trainings and, and information are just growing and growing. One thing we have is open book management. So uh, that is, um, we teach 
every employee about the finances of the company, how to read a spreadsheet, how to understand the impact of what they're doing has on the co-op as a whole and the community as a whole. So, uh, and then we meet, uh, we meet weekly in what we call huddles, where we look at the finances all together. Uh, not everybody comes, obviously. We have many huddles in each department every week as well, and they get that information sifted down to them there. But um, this really makes a difference because, you know, somebody who is a cashier can say, oh, you know, I see you spend this much money on this in marketing, and uh, maybe this would work better and be cheaper. And, you know, so they know how to give us a better idea. They understand how everything works. Um, every employee is trained extensively. They have to go through several trainings from, you know, from the finances I mentioned, but also uh, about cooperatives and how cooperative model works, diversity training, um, all, all kinds, actually, of cultural sensitivity training. And, uh, yeah, that's another thing that's really been a big initiative for us. We have started uh, diversity and inclusion groups in our store. We also have one in the community. We were approached, and uh, this is something that you know, I won't be talking out of school. This is something across the co-op sector that has uh, co-ops, grocery co-ops have not been as diverse as they could have been mm -hmm. for a while, for a while now. And members of our community, you know, actually called us out on this and said, hey, you know, this is this isn't cool. So instead of kind of arguing or getting defensive or whatever. Well, I won't say we didn't do that first, but we did. But, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, um, we gave all the usual arguments, like our doors are open, we put out this, we do all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we kind of backed up and said, hold on a second, that didn't feel right. Um, we went back and said, uh, could you help us? Uh, so we hear what you're saying, and, you know, we have been trying. I guess that's what we were trying to say. But I think you're right. We haven't been effective. Can you help us? So, you know, education cuts both ways. And um, mm -hmm. we've been learning an awful lot. And as a result, we we have made vast improvements, not just our hiring, but um, actually our first black president was elected this week. So, uh, oh, so the new president two days ago was African-American. Yes, she is. Male or female? Female. Okay. She's our second female president. But There's you know, a it, book that you might that you might want to get. It's called Collective Carriage, uh, written by Dr. Jessica Gordon M. Hart, and it talks about the cooperative movement going along with the civil rights movement. Uh huh. It's called Collective Carriage. Carriage. Okay. I, yeah. The the C O U R A G E the carriage to do this cooperative work and it's a lot of history but most people don't know about it mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if this new president didn't know it. What made me think about it? She said most of the the cooperative work in the African American community was done by women. Yes, you know uh, I, I have been hearing about this uh, myself. So this is yeah, this, this sounds like a great book uh, to recommend to Patrice. Yeah. And you. And you. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So we, we've talked a, a bit about education governance and uh, cooperation among cooperatives. Uh, what are you doing there? I know you're, you're reaching out to the local farmers. What are you doing with other cooperatives? Well, we, we have, um, first of all, we're part of a national co-op, the National Cooperative Grocers. And so that okay. has been. I'm sorry. 
I know. I said, okay, I know them. I know them. So, okay. Yeah, okay. And um, we benefit, you know, very much from that. All, all the co-ops around the country do. We're like a virtual chain in many ways. So while we are autonomous and independent, and we completely are, we work together to kind of help. Uh, we don't have to reinvent the wheel every time we try to do something. So, um, for example, we go to our largest distributor with one check every day. And so we get better prices, and we are able to offer better prices to all of our members across the country because of because of that. There are also a lot of other um, co-ops around town, and we have an Ithaca co-op group that um, we get together mm-hmm. and we celebrate co-op month together and uh, and all of that. There's cooperative living, you know, up on the campuses. We have Eco Village here. We have a Colab co-op, which is a uh, technology, you know, IT mm-hmm. kind of company mm-hmm. uh you know so we have we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, co-ops in, in town and we do work together quite a bit actually fantastic and we're going to take our last and final break and come back and talk a little bit more and wrap it up uh joe i know you love your work and i just love talking to you about all that you're doing and it's absolutely fascinating to me so thank you for being on the show and we'll be right back please okay. everybody don't touch that down Information is power. That's what makes WOL a great, great, great partner with this show. NCB, National Cooperative Bank, is sponsoring the show to give you the information about cooperatives. If you get the information about cooperatives, you may want to go out and join one. I belong to the NIH Federal Credit Union's co-op and East Capitol Gardens Housing Co-op. We have a couple of grocery co-ops around the D.C. area, and if you come up to Ithaca, you can come visit the Green Star and get some delicious food. You know, co-ops and Joe, our guest this morning, talk about a toolbox. I was at the Greenbelt uh, Housing Co-op, Joe, and they have a plaque that says that co-ops give people the tools they need to create their own destiny. Yeah, it's true. And and we all don't have to carry the load either. We carry it together. That's, that's what I love about co-ops. That's what I love about co-ops. Cooperation among co-ops is what we were talking about, and that fits in with NCBA Clusus. Um, we're celebrating their 100th year this year, their 100th anniversary. NCB, National Cooperative Business Association, has been around since March of 2016, and the National Co-op Grocers are a member of NCBA. Yes. And so... We just want to shout out every chance we can to them and all of the great work they do, not only here in the U.S., but around the world in creating co-ops and getting yeah. people to have control over their own destinies. Yeah. And helping us open up the location. So, you know, yes. <laughs> I want to shout out, too. <laughs> so, Joe, we, we talked about concerns for community, cooperation among co-ops, education, autonomy, member economic development. What about the values of co-ops? It's caring for others. Yeah. Uh, honesty, openness, integrity. How do you yeah. all carry out those values? Well, that's kind of interesting one because, you know, we have individual members and their their values um, are, are different. And so, you know, to represent all of our members with our values is sometimes a hard thing to do. 
but sometimes we can do it. For example, when fracking started to come to our community, it was pretty simple. That, 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 that drilling for oil, that yeah. fracking is natural oil, okay. Right. So our concern for our community, our concern for the welfare of the planet, this is all part of a part of our mission. So, you know, uh, it was pretty clear that if you signed up to be a member of this co-op and with that mission that, you know, our board had no trouble um, getting behind that. We don't get behind politics very often at all. But um, uh, this was one that we felt, you know, the, out of concern for the community, out of care for the planet and and just being able to grow healthy food in our community, we felt it was something we had to take a position on. But, um, you know, it is the food in the community, and that's that's the connection here. When I moved to this town, or when I was moving to this town, I was coming up here, actually came up here for our great grassroots concert, which is starting today. Um, what, what is the grassroots concert? Oh, it's it's just our kind of big concert. We have a great concert weekend. And uh, I'm sorry, it's not it's not starting today. It starts next Thursday. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. But um, mm -hmm. you know, we all just go out, and it, it's three days of music and three or four different stages, and it, it's a big festival up here. Okay. I was invited up to that. I came to the town, and as soon as I got out of the car, I didn't even go into the person's house. I stood out and looked around and said, you know, I lived in New York City at the time, and I just said to my wife, "What are we doing? Living in the city?" <laughs> like this, we should switch that up, which we ended up doing. So as we were making that decision, I actually made the decision to move to Ithaca in Green Star Co-op. This was before I had a job here, before I even thought about getting a job here. I walked in. They had the food I eat. They seemed to have, you know, people that I could get along with. I looked around. I said to my wife, this looks like it's the kitchen of this community, and the, always, and the party is always best in the kitchen. So I'm pretty sure we can move here. And we walked a few more steps and got back by the dairy case, and we said, yeah, yeah, we can move to this town. We should move here. And we made that decision right in the co-op because we could tell. You know, you talked about delicious food earlier. It's kind of one of the first things you said. And, you know, that is our mm -hmm. mission, to bring delicious, healthy food to people of our community, to be able to offer that, you know, and – that get the response from the community that we do, the love that we have. You know, in the economic downturn, we were worried. We were worried that people were going to try and, you know, pinch some pennies. And no, we saw double-digit growth during that period. That's how the community rose up and support us during that. And I'm getting choked up again. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Anyway, you know, it, it's really a great thing to be a part of. I'm very proud of the food that we provide for our community. I'm very pr uh, proud of the relationship we have. It, it's just it's just a great thing, and, and it's all it's all because of the cooperative model that this, that this exists in our community. We're all, uh, you know, it's just like I can't picture what this community would be like without us. And I know that sounds mm. a little a little egotistical and self-serving, but it isn't my place. It's 12,000 people's place, so that gets spread out quite a bit. <laughs> And it just might be true. I mean, hey, even if somebody considers it egotistical, I mean, I walked in there and it was bustling. There was lots of people shopping, lots of smiles, very friendly. People helped. I asked any questions. People just, you know, they were easy to help. Matter of fact, there was one woman that, a clerk, she was like, how can I help you? I mean, it just came right up. It was, and it was, it wasn't a, 
I'm going through the store and and nobody knows I'm in there. So what you experience, very friendly, very nice, very easy. And I've been fasting, so I didn't eat a lot. I just I got a little bit of I came in for some bee pollen and some coconut water, so I got what I came in for. But I I'm coming off today, so I'm, I'm expecting to have dinner at your store this this evening. So oh, great, uh, uh, I'll, I'll look for you. Um, speaking of politics, though, I wanted to give a shout out to the National Rural Electric Co-ops. They've got something going on. They called uh, Vote dot Co-op. It's a web page, and they're trying to get cooperators to vote this election. Uh, I, I really can't see anybody that's a cooperator not picking sides. Yeah. I, I kind of think the side that most cooperators would pick, but I'm not going to go there. But okay, so but getting folks out to vote and this on this Vote dot Co-op. You can register to vote. You can. It tells you the election deadlines, gives you candidates' information. So I really encourage people, whether you're a, a cooperator or not, and I would encourage you, Joe, to get in your webpage. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I went on NCBA's webpage, and it scrolls at top and clicked on it, and it takes me to the webpage to get people to get out and vote. One of, one of the other things I've heard, whether it was from the first month of October that we did this co-op month, it was a guy from Senegal. He talked about once you're in a co-op, you become much more community-minded and you get your mayors and your, you say your lawyers, your city attorneys, and you get your school board members that come out of a co-op because they learn the value of social participation. So let's get people out to vote here. Yeah, I would just say, you know, we don't have to pick sides. Just kind of go down the principles and see who fits better. <laughs> vote for that. You know, I started that. I started that uh, because I wanted to get Bernie, Hillary, and the Donald on the program. Mm -hmm. And one way of doing it is just taking the values and the principles and then put them all and say, okay, where are you, Hillary, on this? And where are you, Donald? And where are you, Bernie, on this one? Openness or democracy for all. <laughs> oh, boy. That, that one sticks out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I just, uh, this election season, I, from, I'm 69. I'll be 69 in October. And this seems to be the most important election season of my lifetime. Yeah, same here. Uh, heading the country one way or the other. And it's also amazing to me how diverse Americans are because if you're for Hillary, you're on one side. If you're on Bernie, you're either further on that side. If you're for Don, you're on the other side. And you got many people on both sides. I used to think if they weren't on my side, then there was something wrong with them. But since I've been in co-ops, okay, they, that's different. Let's figure out how to work it. Right. It, it, oh. See, that's 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 the thing that you you I think just touched on maybe the most important thing about a co-op is that you join together in respect with different ideas, and instead of saying you know you're crazy, you say, wait a minute, let me look at that idea a little bit. It's really different from mine, and let me let me take a look at it because I you know I, I value that person's opinion. And that's a hugely different way to approach difference 
than, you know, just setting up camp and fighting for your side. So I've decided that we need to get the House and the Senate to go to co-op right training, okay, so we can get things done. <laughs> totally agree with you, buddy. Last comment for the folks out there? Well, you know, co-op is a great model for your community. It can it can solve problems on the, the tiniest level. Uh, there, there are billions of co-ops. There are billion cooperators around the world, and doing things just with, you know, help from as small as a thing as a bowl of rice to a $20 million business, and there's a place for co-ops anywhere in between. Joe, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for being on the program. You just told us a whole lot, and I think everybody out there listening really enjoyed it. And just keep up the great work, and I'll come and see you as often as I can. Thank you, and thank you for bringing this to our nation. It's really important. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. All right. Everybody out there, we will see you next Thursday. Have a very cooperative week, and let's solve problems and make our world a better place. Have a great day. Fourteen fifty WOL.